Welcome to The Friday Habit with Benjamin Manley and Mark Labriola II. The Friday Habit is for creators, entrepreneurs, and agency owners looking for actionable ideas on how to grow their business and be more profitable. We'll pull from our combined knowledge of over 20 years and interview thought leaders that will inspire you and give you the motivation you need to kick your business into high gear. Buckle up. It's Friday. And how's everybody doing? <laughs> good. Hey, Mark. I hope Ben, I'm good. you are doing well. You look, you look great. It looks like yeah. that beard is getting ready for um, the the fall and winter. It is. Yeah. And actually, <laughs> I'm uh, technically when you're listening to this, I'm probably out uh, on the river kayaking since we're. Uh, I'm not actually going to be here on Friday, so we're recording early as usual, and I'll be out on the water. So, ah, uh, the best. Very peaceful and. And uh, just kayaking. Is there like a particular river or something you kayak or a there's, lake? There's a couple around here, but uh, probably the Thai River is kind of close by here in, uh, in uh, near Lynchburg here in Virginia. And there's uh, also the James River. It doesn't have as much, but uh, Thai River is a nice spot near, nearby. Nice. That's awesome. That's really good. Well, hey, man, I'm excited for our, our guest today. Um, yeah, me too. We have, yeah, Keevan Kean. And he's actually uh, wrote the best-selling book, What is Water? How Young Leaders Can Thrive in an Uncertain World. And Kevin's book and his work wait, as a wait, consultant. Wait, 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 Mark, hold on a second. Wasn't it Kevin? Kevin? I think Did we I just asked. Kevin? Yeah, yeah, it's Kevin. I don't know why I said <laughs> Kevin. Maybe it's like Keegan. <laughs> but Kevin's book and his work as a consultant with Mackenzie seeks to show young leaders how to grow, how to thrive, and how to contribute in any situation. So, Kevin, welcome to the Friday Habit. Thank you so much, uh, Mark and Ben. Great to be here. Yeah, well, we're uh, we're glad that you're here and uh, just looking forward to a really great conversation. But before we get started, I have a question for you. Oh, okay, good. Get ready. <laughs> Would you rather? Travel the world for a year on a shoestring budget or stay in only one country for a year but live in luxury? <laughs> I, uh, so I would even uh, stay in one country on a shoestring budget. So the, the thought of uh, uh, <laughs> spending a time on a, in a place where I can actually get to know the people very well. I must say I've had the, the uh, yeah, luxury of uh, visiting many places around the world, but often it felt too short. Mm. Come in, uh, work, and I thought, oh, I want to see this, I want to speak with that person, and so forth. So the thought of actually spending more time in one place uh, is something uh, uh, to look forward to. In, in luxury, no less, right? So if you can <laughs> stay at the Four Seasons and eat the finest meals, and that would be awesome. I think I'm with you. I think I'd rather stay in, in one place for a year but live in luxury. Um, so from the different places you visited, Kevin, where would you, uh, where would you be like, oh, man, I wish I could go back there and spend more time there? I have many fond memories uh, in so many places. Uh, you know, the first time I moved to Singapore was the first time in Asia. Uh, looking back, it was a very big uh, deal. I must say the f- best times I did have in the U.S. For me as a kid uh, visiting, you always had the, the 
the books that were not out yet in the Netherlands, the, the movies that were not out yet. Uh, so it was always this new, new, new. <laughs> I would spend so right. many hours in Barnes and Noble and all these places. So a uh, bit nerdy answer, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> that's great. That's awesome. Well, you know, I would love for you to share just a little bit of your backstory, kind of, you know, where you grew up, you know, and what brought you to writing, um, you know, your book, What is Water? Yeah. So, uh, as I shared, I'm in Amsterdam. Uh, I was born in the in the Hague. Uh, one benefit is we're two hours closer to Friday than you are. So I think, or <laughs> where, <laughs> which city you're either in. So uh, the weekend is uh, coming closer. Um, though that doesn't say a lot. Again, if you uh, have your own uh, business, and since recently I became a father as well. Oh, congratulations! So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every day is a fun day. Any day is a spontaneous day. So, <laughs> yeah, the, the old days of sleeping in on Saturday or other things seem very far away. Yeah, but uh, um, mainly grew up here, but did have the chance to travel uh, and also live briefly in different places. Indeed, from uh, studying abroad to uh, also spending time uh, in North America. But uh, I always felt the uh, uh, satisfaction and joy in either learning something new or creating something new. For me, creation is this magical thing that's happening all the time and somehow being part of that uh, is just very exciting and whatever it is. So and uh, uh, growing up and when I was studying, for me, I started uh, my first startup. Uh, that was way before any kind of social media was popular or existed over here. I thought, oh, why, why don't we be the first social media company over here? didn't work out the way I thought it would. Uh, out of the blue, someone else showed up and they were, uh, you know, beat us to it. But um, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I got excited. I thought maybe I'll do uh, some consulting as well to see more about what's out there. Uh, and who knows, I'll start a new uh, company again. I did that, but I also uh, felt uh, this excitement of building something within a firm, uh, a consulting firm. And this was the realization that we, we helped a lot of senior people, but what about the young leaders? What about mm. uh, the young founders? Um, the combination of words of young and leader didn't really even exist uh, 10 years ago. Nobody uh, uh, thought about that. Mm. And uh, I thought there's uh, a lot that at least I can learn, many of my clients can learn. And that started this whole process of building the Young Leaders Forum that ended up with you know publishing the first book, second book that might come out and so much more. So creating things that can be of help. Most of them are not successful in a way. I, I mm. launched with a friend a Halloween cookbook. Didn't get much traction, <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. Uh, learned a lot, uh, launched a, a band, uh, was fun uh, again, but uh, some things do uh, resonate much more. Sounds like you and Ben have a lot in common. Ben is is the uh, the jack of all trades, you know, he's, he's always into something new and has an idea <laughs> about something. But I think that kind of makes life enjoyable and uh, exciting too, you know? Yeah, I, I definitely identify with your love of learning, always being like, oh, there's something new to learn or like creating things, you know? On vacation, I'll, I'll, if I'm in the woods, I'll end up finding some sticks and start like making something out of it, you know, or <laughs> whatever it is. And I'm always in the middle of like too many projects, you know, so I'm in the middle of like building a treehouse at the same time trying to, uh, relaunch one of my 
brands and you know there's like three four big projects <laughs> at the same time it's like pretty normal for me so there's always something half done all around me <laughs> <laughs> well sounds very fun and kayaking apparently uh, yes yeah <laughs> yeah i love that yeah it's good times yeah I, I always feel like the uh you know for me at least the best part of something is the research you know, it's like when I get into something, I, it's like, oh, I want to learn all about it and I want to research it and I want to like, you know, discover all these things about it. Because then once it actually happens, like once it launches or once I buy the thing or, or you know, have the experience, it's kind of like, oh, well, then it's over and it's done, you know. But it's like that lead up to it, which is just, you know, so exhilarating and enjoyable, you know, mm-hmm. at least for me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. just discovering worlds opening up. uh Maybe even thinking, hey, why didn't anybody tell me tell me this earlier? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> to wait decades. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So with young leaders, uh, you know, you you saw a hole in, in the market where you know the words young leader were kind of an oxymoron. Mm. And so where what did you see as far as that gap goes that like that there were leaders who were young and then that they didn't have maybe the encouragement or the direction or the resources they need to be the best versions of themselves? That's a good question. So what I enjoyed a lot working with, you know, people my own age, uh, was this, you know, youthful energy. There's this idealism, there's this, uh, vision of something better, you know, there's this creativity. So I very much remember that phase that was there but uh, I also remember that at the same time, um, there was also uh, this other side of overwhelm. I don't know how to do this, juggling maybe too many things at the same time. Um, I don't have the authority. Who am I to uh, take the lead? And I thought that was a big pity. Um, it's one thing to have those doubts, but it even went all the way to people quitting or saying, you know, this is not for me. And that's just way too early. Uh, uh, Good things come out, this uh, youthful idea and energy and all of that that is there. And I noticed also very quickly that things that had helped me in the past to cope with, you know, challenging situations, reading from ancient philosophers, uh, putting these ideas into practice, all of a sudden many of the clients said, you know, Aside from the problem at hand, I'd be interested, you know, how do you do this? Or how should I think about my role? Or what makes me, me as this leader? I don't want to be like my uh, other colleague over here. Uh, I got bad news. How do I think this through? But I have no time or interest to read all those books that you enjoy reading, apparently, over the weekend. I want to have other fun things to do. So we would start with you know, a five minute mini lecture, uh, a lunch conversation, uh, a Friday afternoon, <laughs> uh, like you, uh, doing something that is out of the ordinary. And that added up. And I thought, why would these, all these snippets with, uh, uh, you know, uh, individuals, why not have two full days with a group? Why not have uh, months of coming back and helping each other and doing all these things? And uh, that's how it started. I must say uh, it grew much faster than I had expected. It it was started in Amsterdam, went through Germany, Scandinavia, North America, all the way to Australia, Latin, Africa, Middle East. Like 
And I realized this is not a local challenge. It's, it's something almost universal that many young leaders are struggling with. Yeah. So, how, I mean, how does, because I, I definitely feel like, you know, in my career, there's been so many times where I, I, I kind of always just felt like a kid, you know, like you always feel like a kid, uh, you know, when you're around adults <laughs> and, um, you know, how, how do you like overcome that sense of feeling that, uh, you know, that you're not grown up or that you, that there, there's probably more wise and older people out there who, uh, you know, can make better decisions than me or do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What one, one way is to just wait until you're that old and wise person because <laughs> <laughs> life of course will teach you the hard way, uh, one way or the other, all these lessons. And, uh, the attempt, at least, that uh, I tried was to see, can you fast-track that somehow, some way? Can you feel that same confidence, not because maybe you went through all those things, but can you learn from people before you, uh, from one generation before you, two generations, but maybe from the ancient Romans, the Greeks? Uh, mm-hmm. These are challenges we've all been facing. Mm. And this is not about just... Uh, pretending that, you know, just do it and we'll see what happens. Um, The odds might not be in your favor, you know, that can feel that high will quickly wear off maybe in a few days or weeks. But this is some genuine confidence that you build. You know, hey, um, how would maybe uh, Aristotle look at this difficult situation? Okay, now I think I know how to better cope with it. What would Nietzsche say in a certain moment like this? Uh, what would uh, someone else say? So to your answer, to answering your question, it's um, drawing from all of that. It takes some investment, but it's, it's also not, I would say, very complicated. I try to bring things in a simple, accessible way. You don't have any need any background in philosophy or history. Practical tools that you can use. And those doubts will naturally leave. Then you have the best of both worlds in a way, right? You have the wisdom of the old (laughs) and the energy of the young. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, I would love to know more. I mean, your book to me looks super interesting. I I don't know if you could maybe walk us through some of the stuff that you you cover in your book, What is Water? And maybe some of our audience also might be interested in picking it up too. But I'd love to just kind of know a little bit more about you know, the tagline is how young leaders can thrive in an uncertain world. So I was wondering if you could walk us through some of the concepts you cover in your book and some of the things that you find that have helped people, you know, overcome that uncertainty. Yeah, I'll gladly do. And uh, the book has been filtered by all those people. So it's not a very Mm. big, thick book. It's actually anything that uh, somebody couldn't use or apply didn't make it. So this is uh, every single page. Hopefully That's awesome. you can immediately do something with it. Yeah. That's a good idea. Uh, so many, many filters uh, went through this. And uh, it starts with the idea of this ancient story that uh, has been also very popularized by the famous commencement speech by David Foster Wallace. There are different variations of this, of uh, you know, fish not knowing what water is because it's just too close uh, to their eyes. They're too immersed mm. in it just like birds might not know what air is. It doesn't cross their mind that it is a thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, the idea uh, of the whole book is becoming better aware of all those things that are so close that you don't recognize or see them. 
Okay. So becoming better aware of your context, a world that feels more volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous, you can name it, you know, this, this sense that, hey, this is, there's something difficult, uh, challenging over here. And then asking, what are all the ways that people thrive through a challenging context like this in these turbulent waters? You know, you cannot ignore it. You cannot just close mm -hmm. your eyes and wish for the best. Uh, like running through a jungle blindfolded, right? There's this uh, chance that bad things will happen or you won't make right. it where you want to go. Yep. And uh, then it becomes becoming aware of these mindsets and skills and things that uh, you can use immediately, but just shedding some light on them. What is within your control and uh, what matters? Now, the things that matter and have helped people thrive through the most difficult of times are things like having a sense of meaning. Hmm. Uh, Nietzsche says, uh, those who have a why can bear almost any how. Well, of course, mm. not any how, but almost, let's say, is good enough for... <laughs> yeah. for <laughs> and um, that sounds, of course, you know, inspiring, at least to me and many others, but the question, of course, comes, okay, but how do I do this <laughs> now right, what right. <laughs> mm -hmm. how do i infuse uh this moment with meaning in a difficult conversation with my team or uh when the business is not going well and the book helps you with practical ways of thinking creating awareness of understanding you know what am i contributing to what are bad things am i maybe preventing this could be for society, this could be for your learning, this is, could be building your character, this could be for your family, this could be for your organization, this could be something metaphysical. But all of a sudden realizing all these different angles of how your work is contributing to something larger than yourself can completely change that experience of that difficult moment and actually hmm. make it something worthwhile, something you would not want to have different any, any other way. So that's one theme. And there are themes around uh, protecting a sense of positivity. Because if you just leave that to chance, you might be over flooded with negativity, with news, with customer complaints, with uh, you know colleagues that are annoyed because you maybe have done something. Like there's so many things that uh, can cause a lot of noise. Um, where does that leave you? Right? Uh, without a filter, without protecting that positivity, and how do you do that? There's an important thing around uh, your natural uh, strengths, your talents, things that are always within your control. No one can take them away from you. But mm -hmm. how well do you know yourself? What gives you energy? What are you good at? But also, what are you good at but drains your energy? And mm -hmm. how do you make sure you don't mistake one for the other? What are things you're not good at but give you energy so that maybe you want to have fun with them, play with them, invest in them, develop them? Mm. So again, the book uh, just sheds light on these different themes. So you have more awareness and more awareness brings more choice. And choice is the best antidote against a sense of overwhelm, right? It's the best way to get empowered by knowing there's always something within my control. Mm. And there are all these things that help me thrive. Mm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a really big that's a big deal. I mean, I feel like I've seen a lot of people come and go from um, you know, my industry at least because they you know, couldn't handle the pressure or it got too stressful and um, you know, it was it was one of those things where the overwhelm 
kind of took them over and then they just decided to give up, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it is, is, you know, having those tools so that you know how to deal with those situations in order to, to push through. Um, and I, I say this all the time. It's like, there's been so many times where I've been right to the breaking point, but because I didn't give up, I found success, you know, like on the other side of that. And, um, and so, yeah, I think that there's a lot of, of people out there who, um, you know, need to, you know, figure out how to find, um, those things within themselves mm-hmm. in order to kind of thrive and, and, you know, grow and, and uh, have success. So, um, yeah, the other thing I wanted to kind of chat with you about is, um, you know, I, I read an article that you wrote about, you know, making sound choices. Mm. And I think choices, um, you know, especially as a business owner are always, you know, we're always being bombarded with choices. Like, should I do this or should I not do this? Should mm-hmm. I, you know, spend more money to try to grow the business or should I just allow, you know, the business to grow organically? Should I hire, uh, more staff or should I, you know, be content with, with where I am at, um, as far as growth wise. And, and so, uh, you know, what are your thoughts about, um, you know, making better choices and, uh, you know, how do we discern, uh, how do we discern that? How do we, make better choices and how do we figure out how to make better choices? (laughs) What a beautiful question and uh, very relatable, especially, uh, you know, in the, since the pandemic started, the, the, the crystal clear ball was much less crystal clear. All of a sudden, you know, do you discontinue certain uh, work? Do you pause it? Do you rearrange? Do you uh, digitize or not? But also privately, do you move to a new location or not? There's so many choices uh, and many people are overwhelmed. Now, the main thing uh, that is often missing uh, in my view, and that's something that at least I enjoy thinking a lot about, is understanding even based on which criteria are you measuring these choices. And uh, often there are many things missing or people say, I've never thought about it. The implicit often is, you know, a very economic one, right? Which one, which criteria, what makes more money? Uh, Mm -hmm. But again, is it in the short term? Is it the long term? Uh, How do you uh, uh, look at this? And sometimes you're confronted with a situation that you have no clue. You cannot quantify this decision in a, a genuine way that can convince yourself. Right? You can always tag some numbers and say this is a rough estimate, but who are you trying to you know, convince here? Um, now, what, what do you do when you don't have that uh, anchor, so to speak? Then looking in the past and thinking about all these wise people that were there before us, and understanding their very valid and very different uh, criteria. So one uh, could be around your values. What's important to you in life? Uh, How do you want to have made these decisions? And uh, values per definition means you find it so important you're willing to pay a price for it. So you might even decide to take an economic hit, uh, but at least you took a decision to, you know, provide for uh, the people you work for or uh, invest in uh, things around your community because that's how you want to live. That's the person you want to be. 
uh, a completely different criteria uh, could be coming maybe from uh, someone like Nietzsche uh, who asks you, you know, what do you want? Imagine uh, this moment will repeat itself forever, uh, infinitely, the eternal recurrence. How, how proud would you be of the things that you do? You know, would you be mm. bored to death? Would you be excited? Mm. Uh, so forget everything. Just go for you know, your desire, your want, your will. What do you want to do? Well, that can, of course, bring you to a lot of problems as well. And you have to see, you know, is that, is that how much you would want it or not? But also a question that is not often asked. You want to launch a product? Okay, who cares if it's not successful, right? Uh, nobody has a 100% success rate with all these things. But if you want to, you always want to be part of it. This is exciting, um, right? You can go for it. Uh, another angle uh, to, to look at it is very much around uh, what you want to prevent. For instance, uh, not only the intended consequences, but thinking through about your unintended consequences. Your good intentions might be making a lot of stuff worse. You want to help people who might be better off with you not trying in the first place. And uh, you can be actively getting in some other people's way. So thinking one step beyond decisions uh, that you're making over there. Uh, another criteria. Uh, so you can go on and on uh, yeah. through these different angles. I don't want to uh, <laughs> go through all of them, maybe. But <laughs> the next book that's coming out is only about this. It's okay. what would all these different people advise me? And then something hopefully clicks and you say, okay, I cannot yeah. quantify it, but uh, this is the path I'm willing to go for. Yeah, it's kind of something you just feel internally that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I think that's what the thing, you know, especially with the Friday habit, right? The idea is like always uh, consuming and always learning something new, but then at the same time taking action on, on that and not just learning something new. But what I feel is that if you don't put yourself in learning something new or, you know, educating yourself or, or you know, um, being inspired, then it, it leaves room for you to not, um, you know, take action on anything because mm -hmm. no, no new inputs are coming in. <laughs> and so, you know, I find that by, you know, putting in, uh, you know, reading or, or researching or, or, you know, watching a YouTube video or something like that, it, it inspires me to have an idea, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I think that, um, I think it's, it's very fascinating. I'll be interested to, to, you know, see that next book and uh you know gain some wisdom from it so i'll, I'll gladly gift you a, a, a copy the title is what is wisdom so uh, it uh, tries to uh, explore on that yeah <laughs> all right we're gonna pause this conversation here uh you go to the fridayhabit.com there you can find show notes for this episode uh, there you can also find links to our websites and ways to get in touch at the bottom of the page, you can download our guide to the Friday Habit System that will show you how to set aside one full day each week dedicated to working on your business instead of in your business. If you're not already, make sure you subscribe. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear next week's episode, subscribe so you get notified. Uh, also, leave us a review in Apple Podcast app uh, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want to potentially be on one of our episodes uh, with a question you ask us, Go ahead and record a quick message in your phone, voice memo, and email it to hello at the Friday Habit .com. Until next time, live every day like it's Friday. Mm -hmm.